Hello. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to podcast. You are all clear. You are all clear. That was my that was my saying. Welcome or hello. Translate. Um. Yeah. So welcome. Um. Today's topic is it's a small world. Wait, but it's a big world. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about. How <laughs> the heck did they come up with this name? <laughs> it's just physically wrong. Haven't they traveled? <laughs> Wait, is it a flat world? Well, we'll also discuss that. It's we have a caller a live on the line. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't discuss like the size, dimensions, or shape of the Earth. Yes, correct. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times podcast you are all clear wait are we gonna wait can we talk about the elephant in the room for a second Mm -hmm. how how we have not been on for (laughs) what feels like many rotations of the earth wait what came first was it did we stop because of covid or did we stop because i was gonna have the baby we st- I mean, we stopped because I stopped being employed, as far as yes. I know, which was pre, pre-April, so like yes. April 1st, probably. So it started there. I mean, we were already planning to kind of figure things out because yeah. I knew I was going to be going dark for a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, it just so happened that conveniently at the same time. <laughs> I had a breakdown, a mental breakdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as probably many of our listeners right. had, like... I'm sorry, but COVID was very stressful and lots of our jobs were like in serious limbo. Exactly. And it's hard to be like light and silly when there are so many, so many serious issues that like affect you at home. So, <laughs> and, and it's pretty much been nonstop ever since, to be quite honest. Well, my, mine was weird because like, you know, everything kind of started shutting down and we started staying home and then we were getting ready for the baby and then we had the baby. You might be able to hear her. Oh, hi! Hi, baby! Um, but, like... She oh, hates hold on. It's a Small World. Hates Do it. your thing. Let me she let me grab hates. a door. Hold on one second. Perfect. What are you going to do to the door? <laughs> yeah, so, we, like, we stopped doing everything because of, you know, COVID-19. And then we had the baby. And then we were already going to be... Like, we were stuck at home for the baby. So it's like we've kind of... We were just kind of like... I don't know. It's like it doesn't feel... Like, obviously, everything's been going on, and when I go out, I have to wear a mask, and I have to be very careful, but it's also, like, it just kind of fit with how our life was already going to be changing, which is weird. Yeah. So now it's becoming a weird thing where they're starting to open things back up, and I'm like, oh, wait, right. Basically, everything's been shut down while we've been at home dealing with the baby like we would normally be doing, but it is, it's a crazy time, but I'm glad that we're back together, and... We can bring some, hopefully, some joy to to, uh, to ourselves and to others. You know, at the very least, a distraction. I don't know. <laughs> yes. You make it really angry after you listen to this. I don't know, but... <laughs> you might. You might. But it's something. I don't know. It's something else. That's and that's, true. that is what we can offer. Something else. Something else. So welcome to something else. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tonight's uh, top today's, this, this morning's topic, whatever time of day you're listening to this, is, um, would you guys call it a controversial attraction? Oh, how so? Wait, what? Not like scandalous, but I, I feel like there's a 
a thing where a lot of people are like, I roll. It's a small world. Like, no thanks. Like, there's oh, jokes oh. and jokes and jokes about the song and how right. creepy the dolls are. Like, I guess maybe we'll just scan the room here. Who here likes It's a Small World? Mm, I forgot we're not on camera. Yeah, could you see me? <laughs> I'm, I'm raising Hold my on. hand. I can't. <laughs> Is, I mean, yes, typical share. Like, what is the wait time? Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm leaning a little bit more towards Cheryl on this one too. Like, yeah, I'm not probably not using a fast pass on this. At least not one of my first three. Um, and I'm not waiting more than ten minutes for it's a small world. I don't think. Yeah, I. I I'm this. I'm in the same boat as that. Um, I will say I have waited in a long line, but that was when I went to Disneyland because I wanted to see that one, um, and it was. A, as you know, Disneyland just is never not busy. And also that queue is a way cuter experience. It's a little bit like um, an event in and of itself, right? Might be a little bit more enjoyable. It is to an extent, but man, it is, it's outside. We went to go ride Small World and it was like, we were, I think we waited like 40, 45 to an hour. hour. Yeah. And it was like extended queue outside. But there was there were people in our group that hadn't seen because Disneyland is different. We had to we had to do it. Have you guys ever noticed how so delightful and like attractive the water looks at It's a Small World at Disneyland? Yeah, versus mm-hmm. Disney World for or sure. Or like any boat ride, any other <laughs> boat ride. It's like painted the way like a swimming pool would be painted at the bottom. Yeah. And so you're just like, oh god, I'd like to jump in there. Yeah, it's got that beautiful blue, like, yeah, almost like Caribbean yeah. waters. Like, as a stark opposite to, like, pirates or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where you think your hand's going to disintegrate if you stick it into the water. Oh, for sure. And or it Splash, where, like, I feel like it, I don't know, it always smells funny to me in Splash Mountain. Oh, I love the smell of Splash Mountain because it reminds me of Splash Mountain. But if you actually sat and thought about it, you're like, no, I don't like the smell because it's water that I'm getting in. Like, <laughs> Ashby, have you ever worked on a water ride at Disney World? Um, so my first time was actually Navi River Journey, mm. which was the, the, a ride that I helped write the operating guide for. Okay. Yeah, like let's put somebody on it that knew nothing about water rides. Um, but the fun part about that was I got to actually go, so to prep and get ready for, for Navi River Journey, I ended up going over to both, um, Pirates and It's a Small World. And I shadowed for the day and I got to learn all about the ins and outs of both of those attractions, which was amazing because I'd never done a water ride before. And it's a whole different beast because it's, 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 it's not a track. It's not a, vehicles can't stop on a dime if you need them to. So it was a very interesting experience, and I learned a lot. Um, and, of course, Navi River Journey was just another great addition to the water rides, boat rides, whatever you want to call them, log flumes. The reason I ask, though, is I've heard that Disney put something else in their water to, like, make sure it's clean and it's not chlorine. And that's what, that's, like, the smell you're smelling. Because something about chlorine was too harsh, it would strip the boats or strip something or it just doesn't, smell the way they wanted it to smell so they used something else a lot of florida pools use like a salt treatment yeah they Mm. don't use chlorine if i mean you can but it's like well not as cool so according to um photos photos how do you say that the like travel book it sounds legit god does it i think it sounds (laughs) illegitimate (laughs) they say that disney 
does not disinfect using chlorine. Um, they use a chemical called bromine, which is more expensive, but it, it's a milder sm- smell and a little bit um, like less harsh on skin and cl- um, clothing. And so I guess assume probably the ride itself as well. And so, because people always say, like, they walk into Pirates and it's like, oh, that, that smell hits you, which is, I, I mean, again, some people love that, some people don't like it, but I, what, I think what they're smelling is is bromine and body odor, probably. <laughs> and oh, for sure. just old Vomit. building. Yeah, right. <laughs> old Florida yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can remember, like, is definitely there's a whole like treatment because I remember for for Navi specifically there was a whole section behind the building that was just filled with water equipment like all these oh, tanks and so I assumed there was some sort of filtration system in place and then there's all the pumps and everything so yeah yeah I'm sure they use a, a chemical that's probably the best of the best you know they don't go cheap right but again this isn't this isn't me saying yeah definitely jump in the water and it's a small world oh, in disneyland please right. don't no don't do but that I, I understand the temptation because it looks delightful mm-hmm, and there's mm-hmm. so much change in there like you would make bank in it's a small world <laughs> yeah. sure or any of the water i think you could easily scoop up like 20 bucks in wow. like in the amount of time that it would take you to jump in start filling your pockets and security to come get you <laughs> i don't know where it went but i know what i was always told was that whenever they would go and do the money collection whenever that would happen uh that that money would get t- sent to a donation of some sort but i don't know where i've heard how. like like give kids the world in florida i've heard that too that would but make I, sense because that's that like a big partner be- yeah, that may have just been like certain fountains and stuff. But yeah, I, mean, other, I would like United Way is another big one they they, they contribute yeah. to. It doesn't go to the cast members, I'll tell you that. Wow, social commentary. Oh, Cheryl, you think it's worth it if it's a walk on? Yes. Ashby's willing to wait um, up to forty five. But for Disneyland, yeah, well, yeah for Disneyland. Disneyland, I agree. For Florida, though. forget it. It's got to be a walk on. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going for it not so scary or very merry, like, get on it. Yeah, for sure. Now, what one I, def- I forgot to mention, and I don't know if you guys have done this, but in California, they, just like they do with Haunted Mansion, they convert it over to a holiday. It's a small world. The actual ride oh. changes over. I mean, wait however long that line is and ride it because it is the most magical experience I've ever done. Well, it might have been also because it was such a surprise. I didn't realize that they did this. And so when me and my friends rode it at Christmas time, we saw obviously the outside was decorated. And then when we, the first, like as soon as we go in the tunnel, we start to hear some Christmas music and we're like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden they've decorated this whole freaking thing. And it's, and, and then they decorate using themes of the different countries as well. It's, it's spectacular. Okay. So that I would say, wait. No matter how long it is, you have to do okay. it. I'd still say it's only a max 45-minute wait <laughs> for that. Well, again, the Grinch has something to say about holiday decorations. <laughs> Christmas is great, but not for more than 45 minutes. <laughs> is is it called, like, It's a Small World Holiday? Or what would be, like, the title uh, I don't remember. Let me see if I can look it up real quick here. It's really beautiful from the outside. I know this much. Like, the Christmas lights on Small World, whether you're waiting or not, will make you, like... I mean, it'll make you think, like, should I wait on it? You won't, but, like, you'll at least think about it. 
Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. And actually, maybe we should say that quickly. I have a couple little notes here on how we, how this attraction came in. Yes, please existence. get into the history. Um, but I, but yeah, but a good lead into that is actually the Disneyland, which is the original version of this ride sort of um the original disney parks version of this ride does have this very expansive large seemingly several story i mean i think it's forced perspective a little but a big grand entrance um that the centerpiece is this face that is the clock Mm -hmm. it's like a giant um what do you call those like a cuckoo clock type thing that's all interactive on the 15 minute mark and it's so it's so cute and actually at Disneyland the train goes kind of like through it and behind it it's it's really mm-hmm. really neat and it's something to see it definitely like photographs very well and it takes an attraction that is pretty straightforward in its technology not to say that there's not really cool stuff going on there but you know just like small movement animatronic boat ride with kind of a repetitive song it 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 elevates the experience i think and it i think it has become a classic in large part to that exterior, I think at Disneyland, I would that would be my vote. Here are some little notes, and you guys interrupt me if you didn't know any of this. If something if something that I'm saying is a surprise to you, let me know because we can kind of dig in there a little. So, it's a small world was actually originally debuted at the 1964 World's Fair, which was in New York. Disney was called upon to create a couple of attractions for it. Um, that included an event or like a show with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, the Carousel of Progress was also part of the show and also what was referred to as the Magic Skyway. Um, and this was the first time that Disney had experimented with human animatronics. So pretty cool. Kind of a, a good breakthrough for them. They then took those attractions and then brought them back to Disneyland and it's small world was one of them. It's pretty neat. Um, here's what I thought was kind of fun, a fun fact of me, the soda lover in me, um, (laughs) was PepsiCo actually was like going to be a co-sponsor with the United Nations and they wanted to build, they went to Disney to build like a children of the world themed attraction. That was like the, corporate ask of disney and what they came up with was it's a small world it's actually really cool it's a hundreds of little i mean we call them dolls but they're they are just kind of like straightforward small movement animatronics that are i guess a little cartoon like right Uh, you take a boat ride through all corners of the world not necessarily countries but different kind of regions and you see these dolls representative of those areas um originally all the dolls were singing like their own national anthems and there Hmm. was an attempt to make that song like woven together but as you can imagine it was (laughs) a disaster and like awkward and terrible um so the sherman brothers do you guys remember those those guys the best the best yeah billy and timmy what's their names no (laughs) richard Richard and Robert? No. That's Rogers and Hammerstein. Richard and <laughs> Roger. Um, thank you. Whoever's fact-checking this one. Yeah, I'm checking. Because I know Richard, but for some reason I'm, I'm blanking on the other one. Robert. Yeah, right, Richard, it's Richard and Robert. Richard and Robert? Woo! Wow. The top of my Richard's- head is on game today. <laughs> well, I call them Ricky and Bobby, so. <laughs> oh, God. 
Um, oh, God. Rick and Bob Sherman wrote <laughs> the song It's a Small World. Um, actually, it's called It's a Small World After All, officially. I mean, it's obviously catchy, right? I think people's mood on the song is no matter what, you know that song. Even if you've never been to a Disney park, if you've never been on this ride, you know this song. It's one of those, right? I feel like I, I, I learned it in like elementary school or something. It might be, maybe it was like a choir thing or something. I don't know. I mean, we probably all grew up with those Disney sing-along videos. That might be where that we're getting that from. Maybe. Those were so good. Um, but yeah, it's a very, it's an, a song that everybody knows. And I think a lot of people would roll their eyes at it. Like, oh, wow, what an annoying song. I myself kind of find it delightful. It really puts me in a good mood, personally. Let's see. Okay, so here are some heavy hitters that were involved. These are going to be some names you're going to know from Disney lore and legend, kind of that inner circle of the early years of Disneyland. So the entire like aesthetic, the design, was created by Mary Blair. You guys familiar with her? Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. She was also one of like the only well-trusted woman artists on Disney's team at the time. Um, I think he took her on lots of like trips and didn't she also design the mural at the Contemporary? Is that true? Yeah, the oh, six-legged yeah. goat or whatever they have in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, her style is, I don't know, how actually would you guys describe, like, how would you describe the style? It's pretty distinctive, for sure. I mean, it's very, it's a small world. Like, I, it's right. gotten to the point yeah. where it's like, I don't know how to describe one without the other. I think they're very, col- I think she was very color-forward, kind of a bold boldly mixing um shapes and colors kind of that were unexpected yes very very whimsical um but yeah there's like a picture and it's a small world character (laughs) kind of like that like like sweet um but not 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 overly simple you know it's like it seems like it would be in a kid's room but not because it's like lacking and imagination does that make sense right yeah it's not condescending children it just like right makes you think it yeah um someone else who was involved with the project was mark davis he Mm. was involved with like everything but a really cool fun fact about mark mark davis specifically is his wife alice davis was in charge of creating all of the costumes so the authentic oh my god world costumes for all of the dolls or animatronics which yeah, I mean, we could talk a long time about those. We're kind of painstakingly accurate, so that's pretty cool. Um, and who else? I think that might be kind of the list of people who were involved. Um, oh, so the um, ride system, kind of the, the boat ride, was created by Bob Gurr, who then went on to do uh, more Disney attraction vehicles and ride systems. Um, and the similar ride system was then used at Pirates a couple years later. So, mm. so yeah, um, opening day in Disneyland was May 28th, 1966. It was a opening day attraction in Walt Disney World. Um, and there are also versions of the ride in Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Paris. Ooh. Yeah, so there's only, the only park that doesn't have it is Shanghai? Yeah, Shanghai does not have it for sure. But they do have, like, a character boat ride, right? Well, they have one that you would kind of... It's similar to the storybook land. Okay. Yeah, I love ride that. Ride at Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, it's similar to that. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. I mean, I wonder why. I wonder what the decision making there is. I guess Shanghai's was most of the attractions were very, very tech forward. And I mean, this is the opposite. It was, yeah, it was kind of that. And it was also they, there was things that they wanted to shy away from that the, I'll say the West, I'm using quotation marks in the area, the Western people, like, you know, Europeans, Americans, things like that, that for some reason they liked, but people from Asia and mm. the Eastern culture have no connection to it whatsoever. Oh, interesting. So like okay. the big example that we used and we talked about a lot was Main Street. So Main Street right. USA is, we use that in most of our parks. They used it in Hong Kong and that did not, was not received as well because of the fact that Because who gives people, a shit about they're like, What's, what the hell's a Main Street? Turn of the century Americana. Yeah. yeah. They don't care about that kind of yeah. stuff. So I think with Shanghai and I'm assuming they're probably doing it with Hong Kong as they make their changes, they're trying to cater to the audience right like who's oh, coming in that makes, yeah they should and who's gonna have a connection because like for us it's it's the same it's like you know when we walk down main street we just have this cool like ooh, you know everybody has like a different feel but everybody has a feeling that's associated with walking into that land so they want to have the same thing for shanghai like the um oh what's the name of it the gardens um after you come in through the main entrance there's this giant area and i can't remember the name of it but it's something the gardens and they have so many cool ties to um the chinese culture and it's just a it's it's a different feel so like as an american me walking into it i was like oh okay i don't necessarily have some emotional ties to these things but hearing from our counterparts that were from asia or china uh they they loved it you know so it's kind of a cool I, I'm assuming, I don't know for sure, but I don't know if Small World is a similar thing where it was like, oh, they're not going to have a tie to it, or maybe there was other reasons why they didn't bring it in. I think that's really interesting, and I, while you were explaining that, it obviously makes perfect sense from, I mean, so many perspectives, how, like, arrogant, you know, as a country, an you know, American company, to come and be like, sure, Main yeah. Street, USA, like, right. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I pretty much say that when I walk into Main Street, too. Just <laughs> me. But also I just had this this kind of like a funny moment where we've done this in past episodes where It's a Small World is a parks exclusive. That's not, it's not like saying every park has a Peter Pan attraction or every park has something with Beauty and the Beast, which is like that's a internationally released piece of intellectual property, right? It's a Small World is like, it's parks, it's park stuff. Um, why would anyone who, you know, didn't see this growing up or, or travel here and see it care makes perfect sense right kind of had that realization there like there's an it's a small world movie <laughs> also i would watch that <laughs> sounds like right. a horror movie do you feel like disney's going to be like we're making one now <laughs> like maybe like starring the rock maybe oh gosh oh i oh. love dwayne i'd see it i'd see it i'd see it. opening I'd see it. night yeah, so wait, what are some other, these are just some other little specs here about It's a Small World. Um, there are 240 dolls or animatronics in the ride. Oh my gosh. This is boat, a boat ride. Again, not on a track, on a boat. A 16 riders per vehicle, four rows with about four riders per row. And I this information is pulled from Walt Disney World. I actually think Disneyland boats are smaller than that. I want to say... There was like three or four of us in a row. But as you go, and I think it's with both, when you go to the front or the, or the back, I know the back row, you can only fit like two or three max. Two or 
Too many Ronto raps. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I would say it's the same, but I don't know. I don't know well, for sure. And I guess those numbers are always, that's just like, yeah, that's probably some sort of spec, but it, kids and adult, like, what are, how many riders per row? What does that right. exactly mean? That's kind of confusing. Um, the ride itself, this is a kind of a funny one too, lasts anywhere between 12 and 15 minutes. And that's, <laughs> I guess that's a just water ride for Based you. on bumper boats. Oh, Disneyland is so long too. It feels, it feels so much longer than the Walt Disney World one. I think it is. Yeah. I think it I is would agree. Too. I would agree. Yeah. Oh, wait, one more kind of important name here, a podcast favorite, Raleigh Crump. Um, Raleigh? Designed, he was involved. Mr. Trolley. He designed what was called the Tower of the Four Winds, which was this like, um, also, if you would see a picture of this, we can post this. It was, it looked, it was, he collaborated with Mary Blair and it looks like Mary Blair, right? It's like interesting shapes, kind of um, a mix of sharp lines and curved edges, right? And it was a kinetic sculpture, meaning it kind of moved on its own and moved a little bit in the wind. It was actually quite beautiful. And some of that architecture moved, was inspired kind of that exterior, that that grand exterior um, for It's a Small World. So you can kind of picture that with the clock and everything. So it's pretty neat. It's crazy. And it is a shame, actually, that the Walt Disney World one is looks like you're going into like a parking garage. It really feels like it. It right? feels like, then, like, hi, this is U-Haul, this is your storage unit, and then yeah. we'll take you somewhere magical. And it's it's it, it has a version of that like on the wall, but I think people miss it. I mean, mm. I yeah, it's it's kind of distracting that it's indoors and sunk in a little bit. It is a weird, a weird like version of it. Have you guys been on the Walt Disney World, the Fantasyland one, where uh, they have signs in Pinocchio's Village House that like kids hold up when they're sitting at those tables? Oh, uh huh. No, but as a I've family, we always like I if we ate, it was at Pinocchio's Village House, and it, we always had to have like a seat near there so we could look yeah. at their boats. Yeah, so like I guess there's a certain wall in the restaurant where you can go get a table and you're overlooking the boats as they like launch out. And now they have little signs that say like wave maybe or like thumbs Smile. up or yeah, yeah stuff like, that. like little things. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I loved walking around inside of Small World was the my appreciation for the simplicity of the scene um, special effects. There's a lot of big words. I don't know why I decided to use all those big words. I think you did a great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is like just these cool, like really simple. Like one of the one of the things I saw was um, there was an effect of like blue, almost like blue waves, and all it was was just a, a light with a little um, blue film over top of it that was like on a little old motor that was like flapping in the wind or something. Mm-hmm. Or it was like being blown or the little. Uh, red and yellow plastic film pieces that are being blown underneath that give it the fire. Yeah. Did you talk about the rain too? Like that was cool. Oh yeah. It was just like streamers, rain. but like lights would go down it and it looked cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Like how I'm sure it was like at, at the time it was probably like, Oh, look at these cool special effects that mm-hmm. we're doing on a ride today. They look, you know, old, but man, what a cool, I'm sure a lot of those things were like either, ahead of the time or you know things that people hadn't seen before exactly they were probably what probably like what we'd refer to as like theater special effects right these practical effects as opposed mm-hmm. to t- 
technology um, that are just, they're like evergreen. Like they don't, they may be a little bit more old school, but we don't look at them and necessarily think like, oh, wow, how dated and stupid. They're like char- charming, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any favorite scenes? I love the hyena. Like, I love that whole jungle scene, the rainforest. I know we talk about it's a small world and it's very cultural, but I really just like the animals scene. Yeah. My favorite scene is the end. The, like, not not the, not the end of the ride. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. Oh, like ride, Once huh? my nap is over, I'm good and I like getting it. I like the unload. Um, I feel no, <laughs> I love that final scene when you come in and everything... Um, there's no colors. Like, everything is all white. It's all yeah. of the different... Like, it's basically, like, just a cool message of, like... And it uh, it's so applicable to today of, like, we're all human beings, but we all have different backgrounds and cultures. And I love that, like, in that final scene, everybody's brought together in this one room, and it's just this kind of, like, finale. The song is... it's I don't know. There's just something... Every time I go through that scene, it hits my heart a little bit. It's just a cool message and moment that I love. Well, and one thing we should talk about, too, is that in Walt Disney World and Magic Kingdom, it's strictly just the cultures. There's just the, it's a small world figurines, and they, you know, you go through the different countries. But in, I think, most of the other ones, especially Disneyland, they added Disney characters to it. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. That was, do you have the year on that? I think it, I mean, was, it was 2008 for Disneyland and then 2018 for Tokyo. But, oh, it looks like in Tokyo they added a whole bunch of, diff, like, even more so than in Disneyland. Mm. But I remember thinking that was pretty cool, like, having, like, Lilo and Stitch with the hula dancers and Aladdin over in, in India as, like, probably not culturally, like, accurate (laughs) as that is tying in your favorite characters so that it's like oh you know i see how it's a small world (laughs) two reasons i loved it one it kind of renewed the ride a little bit for people to like oh let's go check it out because there's something new but two i loved it because it's it's a draw for kids now because i feel like as a kid that ride could be like it would be fun for the first like five minutes but then the last 10 minutes after that i'm gonna fall asleep as a kid but now like and i even rode with my niece and nephew when they were here that was a cool thing it was like almost like a um scavenger hunt of like oh yeah find find the disney characters as we go through they loved it i remember as a kid thinking like the animal room was so cool and the rest of it was like yeah this is fun but I don't really remember it. Like, I remember thinking the hula dancers were pretty cool and I wanted to be them, but that was about <laughs> as far as I got as a kid. But also, like, I mean, we, I think, grew up with that 80s mentality of, like, you know, we are the world, we are the children, like, all of those mm-hmm. messages of just, like, everyone is exactly the same, it doesn't matter. It's kind of interesting to see that it's a small world is still a relative message a relevant message like even now and it keeps evolving whether it knows it or not it's such a basic principle and such a big statement and yet it can continue to be so yeah it's definitely one of those things that i feel like it's definitely a staple and i don't think it'll ever go away it'll be interesting to see you know as time moves on if they'll continue to add things or update things yeah it does have that just timeless feel to it yeah and it's crazy too because it can also bring in a bunch of other things so as we get into like pride month and talking about like just everything mm, it, mm-hmm. at its basic core it just doesn't matter it's a small world we're a world of laughter a world of cheer that's right that's a good that's uh, actually a great p- 
point to to think about like I wonder if they would ever add th- those types of things you know like all because there's so many things that now in this day and age that we appreciate that's different about everybody mm-hmm. um, that I don't know that that's also a great like yeah could you somehow incorporate even more things into it that that people could associate with you know as they go through the attraction yeah. I mean, it doesn't say it, but like it's a round earth after all, I think is the message. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> As someone who grew up on the Space Coast, I just needed to say flat, yeah. flat earthers, we don't, you don't have a place I here. I just <laughs> don't understand that. Whatever. That's such a weird, that's a weird conspiracy thing that I do not understand. I mean, I wish I could genuinely talk to someone, though, because I'd like to know, like, do you think there's another side? Like, is it another side or just, like, a front, like, a top? Is it a table? Or is it, like, a dead? Like, I don't know. What are your thoughts of gravity? But also, like, when I'm watching the live stream of of the, the space ships going into space, like, it, there's no question. Right. <laughs> like, I don't understand that at all. Let's agree to disagree, but also sure. help me understand how you're so wrong about that. Anyway. Can we not to be like, well, all right, I, to be like this, can we agree, though, that there this attraction is no doubt about it? Like, Eurocentric? In the sense that you're able to be like, oh, that's Ireland, that's Scotland, that's England, that's Italy, that's the continent of Africa, I guess? Like, well, yeah. Not, and there's no question that it's clearly filtered through the eyes of someone who, you know, through specific cultures. Yes. Like, it's not, hey, bring to the table your values and no. we'll represent it. It's this is what I know about your culture. So like such a such a good point. It's it's not even the extra step of like, hey Epcot pavilions hosted by host countries. Even that step further. It's truly like, let's get five white guys in nineteen sixty four to put together what they think <laughs> the world is. Right. Right. And the one guy's like, I'm Irish. Um, uh, that would be interesting to go back like who who from Imagineering? Because you know, I'm sure as they do today, the same thing happened back then, where it's like Imagineering goes on their little adventures to like trip. discover, yeah. right? <laughs> so I wonder, you know, who was assigned to go out and like, oh, let me find out, let me pull things from these different cultures that we could use. They on went this to Joe Rodies out there with their earrings, just You're right. bringing it back. Yeah, they went on like a like a two week trip to Europe, and then they're like. And South America, although South America's no, it's not. It's represented, but not super distinctly. I mean, I'd say even if it's the best intentions and everything, I think at some point we need to challenge the thought of like, okay, we could make this better. Like, we can say, hey, let's let's send this out, get some changes and modify it, and that be the next refurbishment. I have two sidebars, two thoughts. On it's a great. The first one being is that this is probably the ride that is referenced, maybe not the most, but it's referenced in pop culture, I think, the most. Like, whether bringing up, like, It's a Small World is, like, the song being the most annoying from the theme parks, or I think about that Family Guy episode, episode, have you guys seen it, where Stewie gets in trouble and they tell him that he has to go work in It's a Small World because uh-huh. he's in in trouble and then he sees his family in the ride and then that's how he gets out did you guys see the movie tomorrowland 
Yeah. 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 The entrance to Tomorrowland was like through It's a Small World. So I think of that every time I ride it in Disneyland where I'm like, can I go now? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I remember that from the movie. Like they got on the boats and as they were going through, she gave him like the token or something and then Mm -hmm. it made a hard right instead of a left and went somewhere. Interesting. It's been a few years. Yes, I've only ever seen it once. Is it on Disney Plus? Maybe. George Clooney, mm. please be on Disney Plus. Clooney. Clooney. But the other the other thing I was gonna say is that in Eftelane, which is the theme park in um, Amsterdam that I went to last summer, they have a ride that is almost exact it's it's the Eftelane version of It's a Small World where it is it's called Carnival Festival and it goes through it has very childlike characters, a little bit more like um, medieval carnival like puppet kind of looking things and it goes through different like countries so they have like Denmark and they have France they have the Eiffel Tower like it's almost the exact thing it's like it they were like oh well we need to have a country ride too it was made in 1984 and if you think it's a small world is an annoying song (laughs) this will 100% go nope we're I'm okay like it is (laughs) So grating, but also so fun. I remember riding it and just thinking, like, oh my gosh, this is their version of It's a Small World, and I'm okay with having our version. You're like, you longed for it again. Yeah, I did. But it made me really happy that it was like, I don't know if they did this because of Disney or because they also felt the need to share the same message, but... People also say that It's a Small World is kind of creepy, like, the, uh, like... The, um, the dolls themselves are like expressionless kind of like dead eyes do you guys get that vibe or are we just it's a small world lovers around here i could i could understand it but i don't see it like whenever i look at it or go you know ride it if you have a thing with animatronics like i've been stuck on enough rides where like i shouldn't be in a room as long as i am and the like audio's clearly gone out and the show integrity is gone and those animatronics will still move and there's a moment where you think this is where they're coming alive and they're going to kill me like if you've ever had that thought or felt that way about a very lifelike looking thing like coming at you and then you go to it's a small world and you realize that like the amount of those little people are way greater than the amount in my boat right now like we couldn't take them then yeah I would agree that sometimes it could be creepy (laughs) I think you really, that's that's exactly it. I think the, the amount of little dolls that could come and slowly stab you to death is the scariest part about it. Sure. And like we don't, we genuinely don't know. There's a part of me that wonders when COVID, if they find, a, like I've been terrified they're going to find a vaccine and it's going to lead to the zombie apocalypse just because we haven't had enough time to figure it out and everyone's going to get it. Like what if at some point animatronics, like artificial intelligence, like just becomes alive and then those, it's a small world won't be fun anymore. I mean, I would join the army of it's a small world dolls. <laughs> That's whose side I would want to be on. How do I go, I'm with you, I'm on your side, yeah. don't kill me. Next time we're in there, we'll steal one of the signs from Pinocchio's village house, scratch <laughs> over it, and as we're riding through the ride, say, I'm on your side, take me with you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that. I fully support you guys coming to life and doing whatever you need, but don't feel like you need to murder me to no. have your, like, 
to I, be able to leave this establishment. I will follow where you lead. Yeah, for sure. I'll bring a Phillips head screwdriver if you need it. <laughs> you know what I just, I remembered a very distinctive scene. I think it is representative of the United States or um, the Americas maybe. And it's the cowboys twirling. They're like lassoing. Do you guys remember Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it, it's not like the animatronic in the American Adventure that does actually lasso. Swing is oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, we've been on that together. Oh, we sure have. Been... For sure. Howdy doody, right? Um, oh, I don't know. Wow, you were awake? <laughs> oh, my God. This is shocking to me. There are parts uh, of that show I find hilarious, so it's it's worth it not to snooze. What else do you find hilarious about that show? I love the way, who is it, Benjamin Franklin goes up the stairs, like, ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. It's really cool. <laughs> and I like how there's Mark Twain and Benjamin Franklin end up on the top of the yes! Statue of Liberty. That's funny to me, too. The scene in Carnegie Hall, too, just feels so grand. I, uh, Ooh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. And then that video of the two brothers. Like, w- we should talk. We'll Ooh. save this for our American Adventure chat. Yeah, we'll have to do uh, an episode. Okay. I mean, should we do an episode on American Adventure and then an episode on the two brothers? Or? Oh, no, seriously. Uh, we have enough stuff there. Yeah, okay. Never mind. I, I'll, I'll give my feelings on the two brothers thing later. <laughs> Oh wow! Stand yeah, by. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave that you as a, a little teaser. Brothers. <laughs> I'm not gonna I talk about it until we have our episode. Say, definitely subscribe so you wow. can hear more. Of Ashby's thoughts on the <laughs> this is like on TikTok where they're like, "Like for part two and you're like, "You could have told me if the plant survives." Like, I don't need to like for part two. No, <laughs> I don't need to go search yeah, through your other TikTok videos so and not still like you. If you're wondering what Cheryl was doing during COVID. It's definitely TikTok. It's addicting. I, I was like, I'll never look at it, and then I downloaded it because I, I have a friend who does them. So I was like, Oh, I'll check it out. And then I started looking at stuff, and I was like, oh, God. And I I haven't opened it in weeks because I don't even want to get lost in it. It's ridiculous. Seriously. Don't. Like, if you if you have the strength not to open it, don't. Just don't. Yeah, just, just leave it. God. Don't. Interesting. Well, that's what got me into it. My friend, she was doing um, different songs from Disney. Like, she did a, a, a snippet of um, a song from Tangled, and she dressed up as um, – what's her face? Why can't I say her name? Mother Govo. No, not Rapunzel. Rapunzel, thank you. She she dressed up as and she did like all the little like these little quick scenes and then put it all together in this one little like section of the song and it was really impressive. But there's a bunch of people who do that kind of stuff. I'm not saying it's not great. I'm just saying if you value your time, don't don't start. uh, Would either of you ever get on it to make videos? No. I thought about it, but I was like, I, I'm overwhelmed by the creativity that's out there. Nobody's going to watch any th- stupid thing that I do. I mean, I probably would. You'd have two followers. Well, least. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure people would watch it, but, like, I just feel like the quality of whatever I did would never amount to – I mean, there's definitely stupid crap out there that is awful. But I don't know. There's just some really good stuff, too. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really, really funny and creative. Yeah. It's kind of – Kind of nice to think how creative this, people this are. This episode has been brought to you by TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> they want to thank we're, our sponsor. Look, it's a small world and we're talking about the things in it. 
That's right. Well, TikTok kind of makes the world feel a little bit smaller, right? Yeah. Kind of connected globally. Oh, 100%. Are, are we saying that TikTok is like the modern day, it's a small world? Like, no. Like, um, I'm Raleigh I'm Crump in this story. But like Gorilla, it's a small world where it's brought to you by the people who are living in it, not by one person mm. who curated it for you. Yeah. So wow. possibly. I mean, I'm going to. Possibly. I feel like that's, it's a small world after all, you know? I guess that's right. what TikTok's message is. <laughs> Hot take. Um, oh, God. Hot take. Do, do you guys remember for a while in Disney World, because of, like, magic band technology, at the end of the ride, there were, like, screens that said, like, goodbye, Molly. Do you remember that? Oh, Did, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that. I mean, I remember well. they were trying to do that whole thing everywhere, and it just kind of flopped. I think I saw it once, and I was, like, super into it. It is cool to see your name. But then it didn't work ever again. That was a bummer. I wish they did more of that. I like when you scan your magic band somewhere and someone says your name. That also makes me happy. That also flopped. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be on a dance team, and I had a sweater that had my name on it. People kept saying, hey, Cheryl, how's it going? And I thought it was the most magical thing ever, and I started crying. (laughs) It did. It took my mom a really long time, and then finally, at Big Top Souvenirs, the guy said it, and I was like, how did you know? And he goes, it's written on your shirt. And my my mom was, like, kind of (laughs) a little (laughs) sad, but also relieved that it was like, now the cat's out of the bag. So, parents, if you want your kid to have a special moment, write their name somewhere where they're not aware that it's there, and people will say hi to them, and they'll just think they're on top of the world. Any other thoughts on It's a Small World? I think we could. I mean, there's probably a lot to talk about, but really not. (laughs) It's a simple ride. I think think if you get a chance and you haven't done it, you have to do it. Uh, I feel like everybody has the song somehow imprinted in their brain when they're born thanks disney but yeah i i think it's it's fun it's a fun thing it's a great way to get people on a ride that's very simple it's something that ties back directly to walt disney which i think is important for a lot of disney fans we've said this with peter pan too it's often um because Fantasyland sometimes empties out like after fireworks or as the night goes on especially if a park's open magic kingdom's open late um it's kid ride, right? Or family ride. So it's definitely one that the wait gets shorter and shorter as, as the night kind of progresses. So it's a good way to see it as well. And then you probably get like teenagers in Pinocchio's village house holding up signs. Giving you the while. finger. Serious. <laughs> it's be those Halloween horror night. Oh, no, those very merry Christmas parties where it's free cookieville in there. It's just crazy. What was that? What was the one event where kids would go nuts and be very bad? Oh, Night of Joy. Yeah, Night of Joy. More than grad night. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> What's Night of Joy? I don't think we should talk about it. Well, but let's okay, talk so about we, it. I mean, just a quick like we'll probably maybe maybe we should cover it in an episode like the full thing. But Night of Joy basically was uh, a, like a I don't even know if was it Christian based yeah. or was it like religious based. Yeah. Yeah, and it was all, like, they had, like, Christian bands that would come, and it was just this night of, like, teen Christian celebration. You would think it would be, like, the night of, like, oh, these these will be the best uh, teenagers you've ever seen in your life. Nope. Nope. What? Yep. It was, like, crazy shenanigans going on. 
Oh my gosh! I want I don't to think have they, an entire they, episode. Do on they have it anymore? Um, like, did they stop doing? They it? moved it to ESPN, Wild World of Sports. Good. And then <laughs> Get I, it out of the box. And then I think they sense. canceled it. Yeah, that ended in 2017. Yeah, that was a, that was a pain in the rear. Ugh. Wow, that's kind of scandalous. Mm-hmm. Wild church kids, church camp. Right. That's that's really it if you think about it. Yeah, I mean in Orlando they had a bunch of them. Universal had Rock the Universe. Like there's, they still have Rock. The, I've heard of that. Is that the same thing? Yeah, it's the it's like the grad bash to grad night. It's the same thing, just a different theme park. Cool. A chance to praise and maybe worship. maybe I'm coming soon yeah. for an episode. We can talk about some of those uh, special groups. Yeah. So. Okay, this just occurred to me though. Um, on a on a Disney boat ride, you're typically stepping into the boat, right? It's not like a door opens or anything. You kind of step down into the boat. Sure. What is the correct way to do this? Do you step onto the seat to the floor, or should you be Ugh. going directly into the floor? Sorry, I'm to cut you off with my disgust, <laughs> well, but I hate like people who step opinion. on the seat. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, that's what that was my thought, especially on something like Splash Mountain, where it's it's dirt, like uh, it's wet, and so then it's dirt mm-hmm. from your shoe, and then that's on your butt, and it's kind of a, a bad. I mean, man, what a great topic to talk about during this <laughs> COVID nineteen. Like that is something. That is something that like is a. I think about it every time I get in a boat. I'm like, ugh, I'm sitting on someone's foot filth right now you're about to be doused in someone's foot filth if you're getting on splash mountain well but it's got bromine in it (laughs) here's the deal don't wear white pants or shorts to a theme park if you do you're getting what you're getting i i personally (laughs) have thought about it so i try not to but there are people who are not as able-bodied like my grandmother she is welcome to step wherever and to that point i just don't care anymore I, but usually, yeah. but usually, there's a place that has kind of like it's almost like Disney designated like a little step spot, like they like on the seat. On the there's like a little bit of a rubber spot or something, you know, like here, step here, and mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, people don't step on that. They step right in the middle of the seat. Yeah, they're not even trying to miss. The seat <laughs> at all. I'm with both of you. Like, I feel like if I'm waiting for it's a small world, and that person getting out is like a seventeen-year-old kid who like is very able to get their like leggy little legs all the way up uh, that's i get annoyed but then if it's like a grandma or maybe a little kid or anyone who just like needs just an extra second or maybe just a little extra stability i kind of don't care at all because whatever it's it's i mean it's a theme park it's pretty germy in general but there is something about someone who like is wildly able to and they just don't i'll you're gonna get a big old eye roll from Uh, I don't know. Growing up in Central Florida, it's hot, it's sweaty. I think camping rules apply. Like, at some point, you're going to take a bottle of water and toss it on yourself. And at that point, like, there are no rules. <laughs> well, all right. Also, jot down whatever camping rules apply, It what that phrase means, because I'd like to do a whole episode on that. Done. <laughs> what does it mean? Am like, I bringing <laughs> aluminum tin foil wrapped hot? hot dogs in my backpack yes am i filling up my water bottle in the water fountain and then pouring it over myself yes like camping rules apply like it's dirty it's messy i'm sweaty 
you're not going to see me in jeans and, like, a button-down. You're going to see me in, like, leggings, (laughs) flip-flops. I've never seen you in a jeans and (laughs) button-down. So what you're saying is... I think in the Central Florida camping rules apply. (laughs) So what you're saying is you don't have a Disney influencer Instagram account that we don't know about. Never. But, okay, but here's the deal is I enjoy Disney influencers because they have an entire backpack full of those outfits. Like, they are not in just one outfit being pretty. Like, they have spent time... They're picking bathrooms. They're not in your Adventureland breezeway because those mirrors are garbage. Like, they're in your pirate's exit. Like, they are doing what is necessary to look like they did nothing to go to that park. Yeah. So that that is truly it's in the, yeah I I follow like six hundred Disney Instagram like influencers <laughs> I love them I love them so what you're but what you're saying is that's almost like they've changed they've just put that sweet little outfit on sure none of them are wearing white shorts on Splash Mountain yeah like they know that their butt is gonna get dirty thank you for being our on the ground correspondent for this sort of stuff yeah. these are things I did not <laughs> live from Central Florida you heard it here first. Well, I think that, you know, that really does it for It's a Small World and in this week's episode. I love it. I'm glad uh, we're back. I'm glad that you guys came back to listen to us. And I hope that um, you'll obviously, if you're not already, subscribe to us, follow us on Instagram. I think we now have a Twitter, Molly. I think, are we doing that too? Yeah, we do. <laughs> but I'm, okay, I'm like, maybe follow Instagram first because yeah, that's more of where we post stuff. Yeah. Um, and oh, and we didn't talk about this. I don't know if we talk about it now, but like, our, how? what's our release? Are we doing, because I know that we're trying to get back into the swing of things. Well, yeah, I think we might be shooting for like a twice monthly um, release or maybe every other week. I guess that probably fits a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've all have kind of very wild schedules right now. Um, yeah, a little crazy. And we want to make sure that we're providing good episodes consistently. So I think kind of an every other week schedule um, would be good. So keep an eye out for that. Love it. Cool. I'm glad we're back. Me too. Um, All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.